This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Thursday, March 23rd, 2023. I'm Caleb Brown. What should policymakers aim for with respect to interventions to make life fair for Americans? Is it equity, equality of outcome, equality of opportunity, or as Cato's Deidre McCloskey suggests, equality of permission? There's a clip floating around of uh, somebody asking Bernie Sanders the difference between equity and equality. And he apparently doesn't have a very good answer to it. And no, he doesn't. Bernie is my age. He went to the University of Chicago in 1960, the same age that I went to Harvard College. And at that time, in 1960, I'm sure that Bernie and I had exactly the same attitude towards capitalism, namely overthrow it. And the only difference between us is that since then, Bernie has learned nothing at all. And so he keeps wanting to overthrow capitalism, not understanding it or its effects on efficiency, equity, growth, prosperity. So uh, when we talk about equality, there are lots of different ways that people can be equal. Yeah. Um, And... The, the the biggest sort of gulf uh, that we see is equality of outcome, at yeah. least in, in terms of our like popular conceptions of it, sure. equality of outcome and what what I think most conservatives like to say, equality of opportunity. Yeah. Well, I think I don't think that either of those works very well. I mean, obviously, Bill Gates has vastly more money than I do. There was a humorist some time ago who used to chronicle each year how much it would – what what denomination of bill – you write dollar, $100, $1,000, $10,000 – would it be worth Bill Gates to lean down to pick up from the ground? And at one point, he was earning so much money per year that it was not worth him picking up a, a $10,000 bill if, it, if he found it on the floor. So he, he's much richer than I am. I'm a professor and a, and a writer. Um, and I think it's just awful that I don't earn billions of dollars a year. But in order for the economy to work well, we can't have equality of the sort that people want when they think about equality of outcome. It's a, it's a 18th century French idea, Rousseau in particular, Jean-Jacques Rousseau in the middle of the 18th century proposes that we equalize. And it's that's the kind of seedbed of, uh, of socialism in Europe is this idea that, well, it's only fair that we all have equal income. And you know, I'm a I'm a I'm a Christian. I'm a I'm an Episcopalian, if you think that's a Christian. And I, and I believe that in God's eyes we are equal. I don't have any doubt about that. But for the economy to work, if we're all equal, we'll get too many street cleaners and not enough brain surgeons because it's a real pain in the neck to learn to be a brain surgeon. Pain in the everything else too, um, and so that's one point that the the incentive effects. Okay, that's what most people think about. But there's another, even more important effect. 
Bill Gates makes a lot of money. Um, Steve Jobs made a lot of money because they were first in figuring out a very important innovation. And in order for the economy to know which way to go, the people who make these innovations, Sears Roebuck, for example, um, the, the people who did that invented the mail order business that now is being has been reinvented in Amazon.com hundred years afterwards. And if you don't let um, Jeff Bezos earn a ton of money from this, there's there's no there, there's no signal, you see what I mean? There's no signal being given by the economy. Boy, this is a great idea. Let's do more of that. When we talk about equality of outcome, you argue that that's you know, impossible, and it's almost immediately obvious why. Well, think of a family or a group of friends. Yes, in a family or a group of friends, equality of outcome is good. We we feel very sorry for 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 Cinderella because she's not treated equally as a daughter of the house, and that's terrible. And if you come to a party with a pizza, a great big pizza for your you know for the party. And you say to your friends, your friends, um, <laughs> I paid for the pizza. I'm going to eat it all. You won't be invited to the party again. So, so in a small group, this equality of outcome is perfectly sensible. It's loving, and and I I wholly approve of it. But it doesn't work for what Friedrich Hayek called the great society. For a big society. You get all kinds of terrible problems if you equalize incomes. St. Paul, the evangelist, said, um, he who does not work should not eat. <laughs> and he was making the point that even though you think the uh, Christ is coming tomorrow, you know, you should work. You should work or you shouldn't eat. So I, I, I think – Equality of outcome is, as you said, impractical, um, but but it's deeply impractical. It's terrible. It results unless among a um, so-called intentional community like a bunch of monks, it doesn't work. It has to be among a small group of friends. And that's where everyone in the process ultimately buys into the entirety of the project. That's right. That's extremely important. That is, in a... Uh, in, in a football team <laughs> or something, the project is to win the, the game. And then the, both the hierarchy and the equality in that organization are sacred and good and accomplish what you want to do. But if you try to do the same thing in a large society, we've found in the 20th century when it's been um, tried out on a big scale in communism and fascism, for example, you get not only inefficient results, but evil results. The one purpose is a bad one, and the equality of the parts of the machine make for a, a terrible machine. So, right, because you, you to empower someone to impose and force yep. uh, is it's it's necessarily draconian. Well, and that's the other problem with equality of outcome, which is that to actually make it happen, you got to use coercion. You, you, you know, <laughs> you don't, we, through, through um, 
voluntary arrangements, we pay brain surgeons more than street cleaners. But if you say, no, no, we're going to have equality, then you've got to take money away from the few brain surgeons there will be and give the money to the very large number of street cleaners there will be. And, and so there's coercion in it right away. And, and as Lord Acton said, power tends to corrupt. Absolute power corrupts absolutely. So there are all the problems you have with central planning, socialism, and uh, um, coercive redistribution that, that, it, that, that, you know, it sounds good if, if you kind of forget the violence involved. It sounds, oh, yeah, gee, Bill Gates makes all this money. Why don't I get some of that? And if you do that, you end up with a, uh, a terrible society, a society of coercion. Okay, then we've established equality of outcome, not a noble goal on a large scale. Bad idea. But equality of opportunity oh, yeah. is it's not perfect. It, sound, sound, it, it sounds great. It's, it, so, it sounds better. It's this kind of thing I expect to hear from a Republican politician That's running right. for office right. saying, oh, look, equality of outcome is bad. Equality of opportunity. That's the thing That's that right. we should go for. That's right. But, <laughs> but yeah. And the idea is that you start the race at the same place. And then you race, and that that that's that's nice. Um, instead of <laughs> deciding that everyone ends the race at the same place, right? So that's the distinction. Um, and and it it's uh, if it happened um, in in God's world, I'd be thrilled. I mean, I want everyone to be equal. But the trouble is, well. First of all, it's got, as we said before about equality of outcome, it's got this problem of, of, of state coercion involved. Because in order to pay for, for public schools, say, you've got to tax people. There's no question about that. And okay, you might say, well, that's okay. We're going to have equality in the starting line. <clears throat> but the problem is, and I don't think this is widely understood or as widely understood as it ought to be. Equality of opportunity is impossible to achieve. It's impossible because you had good parents, I had good parents, but Joe and Jill over there, they didn't have good parents. How are we going to equalize that? Should we be taxed to pay for Jill and Joe to have the state come in and make the parents better? Is the state a good parent? In Sparta, in ancient Sparta, they achieved equality among the Spartanates. So those were the nobles in Sparta by taking them away from their mother at age seven, the boys, and making them into this uniform, excellent uh, uh, soldiers. Well, you, so you can, you can achieve equality of opportunity in a in a totalitarian society. In a society where every – you understand the word totalitarian – where every aspect of your life is taken care of by the state. As Mussolini said in Italy, everything for the state, nothing outside the state. Well, so the, – but, but the really practical problem is that you're smarter than I am 
I'm, I'm quite sure of it. <laughs> um, and that this means, how are we going to achieve equality? Oh, I got an idea. Let's pound nails into your head until you're as stupid as I am. <laughs> or I have lots of colleagues here at Cato and, and, and in the world generally who are bilingual, who speak more than one language. Well, not me. I'm a monolingual English speaker. So let's see. Let's, let's forbid them by law to speak Spanish or the other language that they know. Some people are, are uh, stronger than others. I'm, I'm very annoyed that there are some women, even trans women, who are better looking than I am. Well, let's see. Let's how to achieve equality. Let's cut off the noses of all those beautiful women or disfigure their, their I don't know, cut their ears off or something. So you see, it, because people have, again, as St. Paul said, varied gifts. He said this in 1 Corinthians 12. Varied gifts. Let's instead let people trade their varied gifts for the benefit of the whole instead of insisting that everyone start at the same place in the race. So when I hear con conservatives especially talk about equality of opportunity, yeah. I, that doesn't seem like what they mean, right? And so I, I, if, I, hear, if I understand you correctly, they are talking about um, the fact that there is no one standing in the way. Well, but, but that begs the distinction then that equality of opportunity maybe isn't the right term. That's right. There's a third possibility. Not equality of outcome, the, the, the finish line. Not equality of opportunity, the starting line but equality of permission. You're allowed to run the race. But as it says in Ecclesiastes, time and chance happen to us all. The, the best society, a, a liberal society, is a society in which people are not artificially constrained in the race. Um, they, they, they aren't brought to equality as a, a, a famous, wonderful short story by um, Harrison Bergeron. He imagines a future in which stutters like me are forced to be the, <laughs> the radio announcers, and it takes them five minutes to say, it's going to be da -da 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 -da, a nice day tomorrow. And when people race like, like, like racehorses, they're hobbled by weights on their legs and so forth. And that achieves equality. But of course, what, what we want is a, a free society where this compelled equality of opportunity or of outcome is not being imposed. But on the contrary, you're able to run the race. And the result is, is enormous creativity and enrichment for us all. So it, it's the best society. It's a society without coercion. And here's, here's the kicker. I've told you that both equality of outcome and equality of opportunity are essentially impossible to achieve. But equality of permission is achievable tomorrow afternoon, or heck, today, by taking away the artificial and very common obstructions to running the race. You know, the, the 
kind of a cliche example is preventing people from braiding hair in the black community for a living. But it goes much further than that. In 1950, about 5% of American occupations required a state license. Now it's over 30%. In the, in the state of Florida, I think it was changed, but in the state of Florida for a long while, to be an interior decorator, you needed to go to school to interior de decorator school for some years and get a state license. I mean, think of the terrible danger that you paint your wall the incorrect color. So occupational licenses are terrible. Tariffs on importing goods are terrible. Um, drug prices in Mexico and Canada are about on the order of 20% of prices in the United States for most drug, most of the prescription drugs. So tomorrow afternoon, if Congress wanted to, it could solve the prescription drug price problem, which you hear about all the time. I say, well, we'll, we'll get, get Medicare to bargain with the drug companies. No, you don't have to. Just let people <laughs> buy from whom they wish. Allow women to be airline pilots if they want to. You don't have to coerce anyone. You just let people make deals. And that's equality of, of permission. And it's the central liberal idea. It's the, it's the core of liberalism. Uh, it, it, it treats people like adults. I'm willing to help people who are in bad, having bad problems. I'm willing to give them charity. As an Episcopalian, I tithe. I give 10% of my income to the church to, to distribute to the poor. Uh, and I'm very w willing to do this. This isn't a cold and unfeeling um, ph philosophy. It's a giving of dignity philosophy. We don't treat, treat people as in both of the other equalities, equality of outcome and equality of opportunity. We treat people like children or slaves. We, we the, the slaves are the people we tax, the the children are the people who are helped, supposedly, by, this, by these policies. No, under equality of permission, we, we treat people as adults. I, I, I think that liberalism ought to be called adultism because it's the only political philosophy, I mean the only one, that doesn't treat people like uh, eight-year-olds. Deirdre McCloskey is the Isaiah Berlin Chair of Liberal Thought at the Cato Institute. Subscribe to and rate the Cato Daily Podcast and follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast.